Hey, Big Tay, what do you and Kyle Larson have in common after this weekend? Uh, is it our stunning good looks? <laughs> Not quite, but you sure both do hate Joey Logano. I hate Joey Logano, man. Welcome to Talking NASCAR with Burn and Big Tate, America's favorite NASCAR podcast by NASCAR fans for NASCAR fans. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Talking NASCAR with Burn and Big Tate. Harry Car- <clears throat> uh, I mean, Big Tay over here, and uh, over there is my good bud. I'm Burn. And I'm Big Tay, and this is our show, Talking NASCAR with Burn to Big Tay. Man, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, talking about Phoenix, Atlanta, and most excitedly, looking forward to the Bristol Dirt Race coming up this weekend. So, got a lot to talk about. Looking forward to it. But uh, before we do that, let's uh, get into how you can get a hold of us, more info on the show, and how you can reach out to us. Burn, how do they do that? Well, it's really easy there, Big Tay. The easiest thing, in fact, if you're up to date on all your social medias, is to uh, shout us out on either Twitter, at NASCAR Talkin', on Instagram, at Talkin' NASCAR, or on Facebook, Talkin' NASCAR with Burn and Big Tay. We're at very active on there. It's the easiest way to actually get a hold of us, uh, actually us and not somebody else. You'll talk directly to the host, which is pretty awesome if you ask me, isn't it there, Big Tay? That's, that's, isn't that what they call direct contact or something like that? I don't know what the marketing term or whatever, but yeah. Something like that. <laughs> that's us, for sure. <laughs> it is so much fun to t- reach out and talk to the fans as well. Yeah, you know, uh, love to hear from you. Can't wait to, you know, we looking for, we really want to hear back from our fans. Much appreciate all the love and and uh, for you guys tuning in. It's it's such a great thing to have and, uh, you know, for you guys to uh, join us uh, on each episode. So let's keep this, it's a good, we got a good thing going. Let's keep it rolling and, uh, hey, just check us out and hope to get you to come back and keep listening to us. That's right. And, uh, hey there, Big Tay, what do you think uh, we dropped that green flag? Let's do it. Well there, Big Tay, we had a couple of races the last couple of weeks. Uh, The first one that we're going to talk about is going to be Phoenix. Who won that Phoenix race there, Big Tay? Well, we got another uh, first-time winner on the season, and that was Martin Truex Jr. Good to hear his name and see his name up uh, on the the leader uh, winner boards there. So kudos to Martin Truex Jr., uh, and we also had uh, n- notable stage winners from that race with uh, Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano, both uh, familiar names from the Penske uh, Penske stable and uh, names that I've that I I know I've mentioned in the past. So, what'd you think of the Phoenix race there, Burn? Yeah, Big Tay, it was real fun watching all the drivers diving in the infield on restarts, and they were fanning out all over the place. They're four and five wide. It was super fun. It just Awesome, awesome racing. You know, that it was. There was a lot of good action on the restarts. Uh, not too much going on, uh, you know, in between the uh, the stages, but, uh, you know, there was, there was definitely, 
the last time the series was at Phoenix, you know, there was the added drama of the uh, championship finale. Obviously, this being early in the season didn't have that, so there wasn't that uh, big of a uh, you know that drama factor to the race. But uh, overall, I, th- I think it was it was still a good race, uh, you know, pretty good racing action, and um, you know, overall it was it was you know, not a bad not bad by any means. No, and uh, one of the things that stood out for me was Kyle Larson, and Kyle Larson got pegged for speeding on the pit road twice, not once but twice huge 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 mistakes unfortunate i mean that is the definition of a mental mistake when it comes to nascar because the only only person to blame is the driver you can't blame somebody else it is only the driver who is in charge right right there that's right his his foot's on the gas pedal there so i don't know if his spot for braking was wrong or something like that but he was able to end up with a seventh place finish and that just speaks to how strong of a car and team that they have there at uh, that Hendrix five car that's right you know and we've said it before we'll say it again yeah he's definitely uh a car and team to watch out for you know they definitely had the speed and uh obviously the the penalties hurt him but uh uh you know I'd be curious to see uh, what would happen in that race if Kyle Larson wasn't playing if from he keeps behind. his spot and that yeah, yeah yeah definitely I mean you would, definitely you would think that he would have won that race maybe even in dominant fashion he, he definitely yes absolutely you know can't tell I mean hey hindsight's what 2020 but uh yeah definitely would have absolutely played a factor there any other uh impressions there on the Phoenix raceway there big Tay? you know I I took note of of the really the you know the the teams that run up front and if you look at the top 10 i mean those are really the teams that you expect to be there you know so there's you know no no surprises really and and like i said the, those are the names that you saw on the on the scoring pylon those are what you you know those are the exact names that you were expecting to see i mean you didn't have the surprises like the michael mcdowell's or the christopher bells i mean you had the powerhouses up front so why don't we you know uh let me just kind of quickly brush through the top 10. Yeah, so just, we mentioned uh, give everybody a chance to listen and hear who was in the top 10 for that. So Phoenix here, here was, here's your top 10 from Phoenix. We mentioned Martin Truex Jr. was your winner. Second place was Joey Logano. Third place, Denny Hamlin. Fourth place, Brad Keselowski. Fifth place was Chase Elliott. Now you're back half the top 10. Uh, sixth place was Kevin Harvick. Seventh place was Kyle Larson. Eighth, William Byron. Ninth, Christopher Bell, and uh, 10th, Ryan Blaney. Out of all those drivers that you just named, I think the most important was Kevin Harvick because he needed that run. He needed that finish. Let's just say he, he's been struggling this season so far, and, and getting a, a sixth-place finish is something that you can easily build momentum on. That's right, yeah, you know, and... Obviously, he hasn't won yet, but uh, the the like you said, the momentum and and the the you know the 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 finishes are there. You know, uh, those are definitely gonna play a part in uh, the points. And you know, not only him, but you look at Denny Hamlin with his third place. You know, he's keeping up uh, his spot in the in the championship points. So no wins for those guys, but uh, hey, they're they're like we said, they're running up front and. Th- huge top finish uh you know top 10 finishes for those both those teams 
Also, speaking of top finishes, I would like to uh, just shout out Matt Ardiente uh, for correctly picking not just the winner of the race in Martin Truex Jr., but also picking Joey Logano, the second place, in our weekly contest, which you can enter in on our Facebook page. That that's right that's there, a milestone for the season, isn't it? It first, is first and uh, second place. That is a five point weekend. A five point weekend for Matt. So huge, congratulations, huge Matt. Huge jump for, for my brother Tiny. So yeah. Good job to him. And also with that being said, it's not too late right now to enter in that contest. That's right. As as we saw, you know, my, you got my brother who picked first and second place. Who knows? You get lucky, you might you might jump back into the point standings and uh, challenge for the lead here on our uh, on our fantasy game. All right, and uh, we'll give a little update on the fantasy standings after we cover the Atlanta race. And there's some surprising names up at the top, if you ask me. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Speaking of which, why don't we go ahead and move on to our Atlanta race. And uh, Ryan Blaney went ahead and took home the checkered flag, and I was a very happy person with this. I bet you were, Bernie. I bet you were too there, being the president of the Ryan Blaney fan club. That's right. That's right. Seeing him win, that was that was cool to see. Uh, but it was even better to see at the end of the race. Uh, so... Ryan Blaney has this tradition of uh, giving giving the checkered flag to a a young fan in the stands, and he did just that after his win at Atlanta, and that was that was so cool to see. You know, picking out a little kid in the stands, you know, kind of reminds me of the uh, you know uh, LeBron or or some you know some of the other you know basketball players or Kobe or something giving their shoes to a kid in the, in the stands and just making the day. Wasn't that awesome? I thought it was great. It's an awesome gesture. It's something that I would like to see more drivers do and, and kind of engage with fans as everyone kind of comes out of the COVID coma, per se, and <laughs> and it's able to do that. Yeah, that's my good good guy moment from the this weekend was Ryan Blaney giving that flag to the unfan, which is awesome to see. It was definitely but, pretty uh, yeah, let's uh, get into uh, talking about Atlanta. So we mentioned Ryan Blaney was the race winner. But uh, another familiar name popping up in uh, real dominating fashion was Kyle Larson. And he was right there at the end, and uh, he also ended up winning the first and second stages, sweeping sweeping the stages of the race. And up until the very end, he thought he was going to run away with it. But uh, thanks to... Uh, my good friend Joey Logano, partially, <laughs> uh, his car kind of went away, and you kind of saw the uh, the the uh, role that the tires and grip kind of played at this track. So, uh, and that's something that they really hammered on the broadcast, especially early on. Was I probably heard the history of the Atlanta track, as far <laughs> as like the pavement and all that, probably three or four times. And how rough grooved it was, and how I want to say it's like twenty nine years old or something like that, and it hasn't. It been. is. It is showing its age, you know. And uh, Atlanta has had its history of of really great races too. Uh, you know, I'm specifically I'm thinking back, you know, to the early two thousands that we had uh, Dale Earnhardt and Bobby Labonte in two thousand, and then two thousand one you had Kevin Harvick 
uh, in his first race there. And Jimmy Johnson had another really close race there, uh, you know, coming down to the last laps. And, you know, those are the races that I really remember uh, from Atlanta. But recent memory, you know, with, with the worn out track surface, uh, maybe showing its age a bit, but uh, you haven't really had that, uh, that type of towards the end action uh, of the race. But, uh, you know, still nonetheless, there, were, there was, there was uh, you know, showing a lot of speed and, uh, what's the word, characteristic, uh, you know, a very, very characteristic uh, track surface. At this yeah, I just, it's one of those things where uh, the pavement, unfortunately, right now is the lead story on the Atlanta Motor Speedway. That's the, the storyline, and it's right. it's one of those things where does it need to be? You know, like, they just need to go ahead, in my opinion, and, and resurface it. It would be beneficial for not just the drivers but the fans because I think what will happen is you'll get better races from it. It's not – they shouldn't need 12 sets of tires yeah. to go to Atlanta with. I mean – yeah. Like it, I get, it really did number on the on the tires for sure. Yeah, and I get that the the pavement and everything it chews up the those tires. Why 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 should fans be hoping and praying that <laughs> they don't get a flat tire? That's something that I just a flat tire. There, that's such a a wild card and something that's totally beyond any kind of skill, any kind of strategy. Yeah, it's yeah, just like you said, it's, it, it's definitely you know it's it's not it's not something that's not in the control of the crews or the driver per se, you mm-hmm. know. So, what you know, I I, I think Atlanta's kind of a, a little bit of a special case in that you know we we we, we know about the the worn track surface, but there's also the the high downforce rules package of the cars that they're running, and I think it's the combination of the two that just kind of contributed to the well it's not sugarcoat that lackluster you know on track product <laughs> so i i agree with you i think it, it might be time to consider uh, uh a repave or resurfacing especially with these you know with the current uh with the current rules package so but nonetheless uh, you know hey coming out of Atlanta, it was it was still uh the the, the finish was was pretty exciting it was. It was a. It was an exciting finish. The racing part of the middle just. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't there. It wasn't there. It wasn't there. Absolutely right. What other storylines from Atlanta you want to talk about there, Big Tay? Well, and and it, we're we're stressing. Well, I'm I'm really kind of stressing this, but it's the domination of Kyle Larson uh, from Atlanta. I mean, guy leads. Well, leads virtually all day and when sweeps the stages and again it just shows the strength uh, that that his him and his team is showing so championship contender question mark question mark could be uh i don't think there's a single question about it <laughs> that's right Kyle Larson he's showing it. not only is a championship contender at this point in the season kyle larson has to be the favorite to win the championship ooh, ooh, ooh. i think he might be a little <laughs> too early but uh I, I no question i think he's uh, well i look at it this sure. way there big tay kyle larson has popped up on our podcast probably more than any other driver so far this season from the beginning when we were talking about no wondering doubt, no how doubt. he was going to rebound with given his second chance 
how he fell into probably the best possible outcome that he he could have hoped and prayed for um mm-hmm. coming back into the Hendrix 5 car and now he always had the skill to drive and win on the NASCAR circuit so now with the backing of Hendrix Motorsports, he is just taken off. And there's some, the the nine car won last year. That's a Hendrick car. You got rid of the 88 car. You have Jimmy Johnson gone. Kyle Larson could very well be the face of Hendrix Motorsports going forward, even with Chase Elliott the, being the reigning champion. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, Hendrick is, is well set up for their future. Those guys, those guys are going to be driving for, for that team, if you know, especially with this, if they continue this this success that they're having, they're going to be driving there for a long time. They're going to absolutely. be absolutely. And just, uh, it, speaking of the reigning champion Chase Elliott, he uh, ended up starting at the rear of the race at Atlanta due to uh, inspection issues, and then uh, he had a very disappointing finish because of engine problems. Tough day for the. Uh... Home, home, homeboy on his home track in Georgia. How many people had him picked in our contest? Do you recall their big day? Uh, I think a, f- a fair amount did. Yeah. Well, speaking of the contest, notice the transition there. That was beautiful by me, by the way. After Atlanta. I appreciate it. Thank you. After the Atlanta race, the current standings are Ken Johnson still leading. And he's actually expanded his lead to two points with eight points. Matt is with six points after that that, huge uh, huge Phoenix week where he got five out of six points possible. So that vaulted him up right to second place where he is tied with me with six points. Closely followed by Eugene with five points. And then down at the bottom, we got who? There, Big Tay? Am I? I, I can't be uh, reading this right. Yeah, I think yeah yeah. Shut up. Oh, that's, I am. That's that's me. That's me. I am big Tay. Me and Jesse bring points. up there, but hey hey, you know what? I'm not alone at the bottom, and there's still plenty of time, as we've seen. At least you're with good picks. company down there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But as because we've seen, it, all it takes is one week for me to jump weekend. up near the top. So and th- exactly, and that's why it is important for our listeners to go ahead and get involved. I mean, there are six possible points every weekend. And right now, after five weeks, six weeks, where the leader only it's has close. eight points. It's so, close. It's close. One, and you know what? You 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 really don't even have to know know who's racing. I mean, you can almost kind of pick pick some names, right? Or well, I mean, any more the way that the it has gone so far this year. That may be the best bet compared to actually knowing what you're talking about. <laughs> which which we try to do in fake sometimes, but hey, you know what? It's for fun, so go <laughs> ahead. Give it a try. <laughs> That's right. Well, something also happened that I really kind of want to touch on at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Oh, we, yeah, we definitely got to talk about it. And, it, I mean, it, it brings back memories and old vintage clips you see from the 60s and 70s and 80s of the old school NASCAR and somewhat of Kyle Busch too. (laughs) (laughs) And that happened in the Xfinity Series race on Saturday. And what what happened was Daniel Hemrick, he overran his pit 
coming in for a pit stop. And when he overran his pit stall, it caused Noah Gregson, whose pit stall was right in front of his, to overrun his. And so what did Noah Gregson do? He jammed his car in reverse, and he actually hit Daniel Hemrick's car while it was being worked on by his crew. Luckily, none of the crew got hurt. But what ended up happening is there was some damage to Daniel Hemrick's car, and Daniel Hemrick took exception to this. So after the race ended, Daniel Hemrick and Noah Gregson got into a fist fight. And this, this was during an interview, by the way. During an interview. And it blew up on NASCAR Twitter. And yes, NASCAR Twitter is a real thing. And the quote from Daniel Hemrick is one of the classic NASCAR quotes that has ever been a classic NASCAR quote. <laughs> and I'm just going to go ahead and read it. It says, Hemrick said, Gregson reversing his car into pit road was completely deliberate and absolutely ridiculous. Punched a hole in our car, and I got one punched in his eye. Or even. <laughs> I mean, that's so awesome. That That is clear candidate for quarter of the year. <laughs> I know. It's so great. It is so great. For me... And who, hey, who, who says NASCAR's boring? <laughs> I mean, come that's on. That's right. That's right. And you know, the best part is, it was the Xfinity series, so... The fact that we're talking about Daniel Hemrick and Noah Gregson on a NASCAR podcast, even though, I mean, that's essentially the minor leagues. Yeah, of this, NASCAR this is and... this isn't what you'd call the top tier of NASCAR. Right. These, these so, are guys scratching and clawing for every position. Shout out to those guys get. for making the name of themselves, and uh, I mean, heck, they were on NASCAR.com and and on Yahoo even had a page on them, and so it's hey, you want to know what? Now, maybe sponsors start taking a look because they got some name <laughs> recognition. So, big ups to those guys. How about uh, Hemrick's uh, evasive maneuvers there, avoiding avoiding the uh, the punch thrown by by Gregson? That was that that's that's some boxer skill right there, or something. <laughs> it was. It was pretty impressive. And uh, if you haven't seen the clip, you could easily Google it. Ch- and check it, it out quickly, yeah, guys. Ch- yeah, check it out on YouTube or something. Uh, you know, uh, Daniel Hemrick, Noah Gregson, Atlanta, and you're gonna see exactly what you're gonna you you need to see. Yeah, it is definitely something you for sure want to uh, want to check out because it is too funny not to. <laughs> now that we got that fun out of the way, what do you say we talk about some of the season storylines going into this week's Bristol race? I'm gonna start out and just saying. Uh, who do you think will win first there, Big Tay? Do you think it will be Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin? Because right now they're uh, they're both shooting blanks. They're both in the same boat, exactly right. And uh, gosh, yeah, it's it's kind of a coin flip at this point, really. <laughs> they both looked strong independently, but haven't been able to put it all together. And that's that's what's really surprising. I mean, we know obviously on we have. Hamlin uh, having a little bit more uh, success uh, in his finishes, but uh, you know it's it's uh, you know he he hasn't quite been there as as we've seen recently. But uh, it seems like and it seems like Harvick might be starting to come on here. But 
for those two guys, you would expect, you know, six races into the season that they would have won, at least one of them. Like you said, Kevin Harvick's coming on now with he's had back-to-back top 10 finishes. Denny Hamlin has also looked good in spurts so far this season. But we've had six different winners. And ultimately, we talked about parity a couple episodes ago being in NASCAR. And I think that this is great, to be honest with you. Absolutely. You look at these six winners and, you know, hey, that's that's uh, what, a third of the uh, the playoff, uh, almost a third of the, the playoff roster basically we mentioned the the uh, harvick and hamlin show before not so much this year so it's it's good seeing these different uh names being mentioned and up, up at the top it's going to be interesting to see which driver will be able to put together another victory which one do you think big tay who will be our first repeat winner from the six that have won so far i would say truex would be the next repeat winner but uh kind of going to the question you asked earlier though earlier though with uh, harvick and hamlin i i'm leaning towards harvick getting a victory first before before hamlin maybe not at bristol but uh i i would foresee harvick ending up in victor lane before i agree with you i think kevin harvick his arrows pointing up and i just uh i think that uh kevin harvick definitely could probably get over the hump a little bit quicker than the Denny Hamlin team. So I agree. I think uh, Kevin Harvick's going to win before Denny Hamlin for sure. Big Tay, do you think Kyle Larson is the top championship contender like I spoke about earlier? Or do you think there's somebody else in the field that can compete right now? You know, I still think that Chase Elliott is your top championship contender. Granted, same team, same stable. With Hen- coming out of Hendrick, Kyle Larson is definitely challenging, without a doubt. No question about it from what we've seen the past few weeks. He's definitely contending for the championship. But I still got to give the edge to Chase Elliott as defending champ. I got to believe that uh, that team has still, they still got some tricks up their sleeves and there's still plenty more season to go. And that's what's going good good for them is that there is still plenty left in the season there. And- yeah. Yeah, and and as we've seen last year too, we could have teams kind of fall off, and with it being early as it is, I hate I would hate to see it, but it's certainly within the realm of possibility for that to happen to Kyle Larson. It definitely is in the realm of possibility. However, I don't think it's going to happen. We'll see how bad of a take this is at right, the end of the yeah. year when we do our. The likelihood of that, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's very high. But it is, it's definitely going to be interesting to see in the Hendrick garage the how they deal with the fact that both of these drivers are definitely in contention for a championship, how they work together on some of these races, knowing what's on the line for each of those mm-hmm. individual drivers. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where does Kyle Larson push Chase Elliott to a win in the playoffs or something like that or when it when you get into deep into the playoffs or if it's just going to be every every driver for himself like we said plenty more season to come and stuff we'll definitely be watching out for no question well big tay what do you think we start looking ahead at probably the race that i 
am most excited about this year, and that is the Bristol race that is run on dirt. Back to dirt road racing. Uh I'm looking forward to this too. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of a throwback to the origins of of racing to how a lot of these drivers were brought up racing on dirt tracks and Friday nights on the dirt track, Saturday nights on mm-hmm. the dirt track. It's definitely going to be fun. It's it's a I look at it as a it's a true throwback, you know, in in that sense where Going back to, like you said, the, the origins of the sport and with a lot of how these drivers did come up. You have to throw all of the previous results at Bristol out out of out the window. Yep. Brad Keselowski won in May. Kevin Harvick won in September. But that, that means it's nothing. Not it's a completely translate. different track at this <laughs> exactly. point. Exactly. The interesting thing about this race, not only is it going to be the first time since 1970 that a NASCAR Cup Series race is going to be run on dirt. 50 years, man. Yeah, that's a long time. And on top of that, now they have released just how they're going to be racing the format for the race. And I think this is a pretty neat format that they came up with. They're going to start by kind of doing heat races, just like you would find in, you name it, America on a Saturday night in Modifieds, where you have your heats and then your main event. And so what they're going to be doing, there are going to be four heat races, three heat races of 10 cars, one heat race of nine cars, and the starting positions for those heat races are going to be determined by the random draw. Each heat will be 15 laps with no overtime and only the green flag laps count towards that 15 laps. So that meaning if there's a caution, you know, laps run under caution, those don't count. Those will, those laps run under caution will not count. And uh, the formula to determine the starting spot for the main, which is the actual race on bristol on sunday stick stick with burn here it's it's a little little complicated but yeah it's in and that's why walking us through yeah walking us through so the formula to determine the starting spot for the main uses a combination of where a driver places in their heat race combined with how many cars are passed also known as passing points you earn 10 points for winning the heat nine for second and so on then an additional point for each car that you pass in the heat so if you get first and you pass eight cars, you'll have 18 points. Kind of works out like that. Pretty neat. The tiebreaker, if there is a tie, it goes into the standings of owner points where it stands right now. Each driver won't be penalized for getting past. So only passing points will be counted. So if you get past, you don't lose anything except for your position in that heat race. What do you think about... Uh, these heat races and and how they're determining the starting grid there big tay well i i gotta say right off the bat this really makes you want to tune in as yeah even as a casual fan diehard fan you're gonna want to tune in for these qualifying races versus in the past where you know he had one car going around the track at one time and they're they're starting about right it's their speed it's not a time trial anymore no they're gonna be racing for the spots to determine where they start for the for the big race. And that's just an added cool element. It really is. It's 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 a very fun element to the race. Another different element when we're talking about the actual race itself. It's going to be broken down into three stages. 
just like every other race, the first two stages are 75 laps each. The last stage is 100 laps. But this next part is the real big one. There are no live pit stops. So that... Be- I was kind of surprised at that. I was, I was too. kind of surprised at that. And I'll then say. I read why they made that determination and it immediately made right. sense. It's yeah. you're going to have all the, all the cars on special tires, on special Goodyear tires, and going from dirt to asphalt could create a dangerous situation, especially if they're coming in at speed, trying to get out as quick as they can. So what's going to happen is after each stage, the field freezes where they stand, and then they come into the pits, do their work, and they go out in the same order that the field froze in. It's not a race to get off pit lane or or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it, it makes sense. At, at first I was thinking, oh, you know, how they're going to do pit stops, but you know, uh crew guys running around in the mud, not exactly the safest uh work environment, especially for it especially being with... the first time since 1970 and just yeah, all the exactly. te- technical advances that have happened to NASCAR since the 1970s. I mean, let's talk about just what kind of car they were running in the 1970s compared to the car they're running today and the speeds that they're capable of today. So right, it's right. one of the things. And, and these, these cars were not made at all to be on dirt. Right. Let's, let's get that clear, too. So I'm, I'm excited, even though it takes that dramatic out of the race off of pit road, but I think there's just going to be so much other stuff going around that... Just that, exactly. that little there's aspect gonna be, is so going to be else long going forgotten. Yep. And you know, the, uh, there's the potential for other drama, too. Uh, say, you know, you got a guy who's not too familiar with a cup car on dirt, and he spins out and might take, who knows, might take out a quarter, half the field. Something, And that is something that is not uncommon to dirt races. So it's going to be a, it's, it's a, gonna be a wild card you just gotta throw everything that you think you know about racing out the window throw a bunch of stuff on the wall and see what sticks when it comes to picking who you think is gonna win exactly and and you know this is also kind of a good opportunity to bring in those new fresh eyes into the sport and see uh see what racing in general not just nascar you know stock car cup racing is it's this is this is this is at its heart, this is what racing is that you find in everyday nowhere town, middle America. Absolutely. So, and it's seeing that at this high level, that's also another cool factor. <laughs> like I've said before, I've seen some cup drivers on a dirt track before, uh, Tony Stewart, Kenny Wallace, and they were the the big attraction when it was Good like, oh, Kenny Wallace. Oh, Tony Stewart's gonna be here! Holy cow, that's so awesome! And I was surprised when they came in, but they didn't dominate the the way that I thought they would. And granted, they were racing modified, so not even like ARCA. They were racing modifieds, which is your average Joe shop in Columbia, Missouri. A guy out, a, yeah, has, exactly. A yeah, guy has, out of his own garage. Right. And so he's racing against those guys and still didn't win. That just speaks to the level of unpredictability of dirt tracks when you have a guy mm-hmm. who especially Tony Stewart like I, I, th- I believe it was coming off of uh, a championship year for him and he still did okay. win okay 
Yeah, that Stewart will race anything. <laughs> and he was a great sport about it. He was he was given they interviewed him and he was given the guy who finished first a hard time about it. And I don't know, I can't recall who won and but it was it was definitely pretty funny or if they even knew each other prior to the race. But but it definitely that's why I'm just when we get into our picks for this race, it's going to be you just kind of don't have a clue about what's going to happen. And that's what makes it exciting. Sounds like a little sounds like a little sounds like a little foreshadowing for our uh, betting with burn segment. Possibly, there. possibly. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking right, well, of our uh, Bristol picks, yeah, I was going to say, why don't we want to well, get into should it? We get right into it. All right. Well, Big Tay, uh, why don't you lead us off? Let us know who you think will win the Bristol race with your first pick. Who you got? My first pick. We've mentioned his name before. I think he's still going to keep that. Uh, Strong showing, but I gotta go first pick with Kyle Larson. He's he's uh definitely one of the better wheelmen, and he like like Tony Stewart. He'll he'll race anything, and I think this race on dirt just fits right into his wheelhouse. So I'm going Kyle Larson for everything that you just said. Is the exact same reason I picked Kyle Larson with my first pick. You're a very smart man, there, uh, Big Tay. Mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> Who you got with your second pick? Uh, second pick, oh, man, so, I mean, it being on dirt, that just kind of, I don't know who to pick, you know, <laughs> uh, but maybe a bit of a reach, maybe not, but uh, my second pick, I'm going to go Chase Elliott. He has experience on dirt, he, like Kyle Larson, will race pretty much anything, and him at this race, I think we're going to see his uh his true championship medal and and see what he is you know what he has as a driver and and he's going to prove it i mean he's he's shown he can win on an oval on a road course and hell why not let's see if he can win on dirt so chase elliott pick number two my second pick is a driver who i really don't like he's cost me a lot of money in the past (laughs) however i just have a gut feeling about him this week that he's going to win. That's Kyle Busch. I just, for some reason, I Ooh, okay, okay. I just think that Kyle Busch is going to have a, a good run and he'll be there right at the end and, and, and win it. I respect it. I respect it. So who you got with your third pick there, Big Tay? God. Third pick, I might as well just pick a name out of a hat. Cause I, I, uh, I'm, after the first two, I'm, I'm really kind of struggling to pick here. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to kind of go out on a limb. A little bit. Now this guy has one on dirt. He's one on a truck in dirt, and possibly might be a turning point in the season for him. But uh, I'm gonna go for my third pick, Bubba Wallace. He has one on dirt. As I mentioned, he won at uh, Eldora in the in the truck race there. I believe that was the the second uh, ever uh, truck race at Eldora. The uh, Dirt track that's owned by Tony Stewart, and uh, hopefully uh, that hasn't been lost on him. <laughs> so again, I'm basically kind of picking a, uh, a name out of hat, but I'm going Bubba Wallace. I'll give you that. You know, you done your research, obviously. With me, I know about NASCAR. With me, <laughs> I'm picking a driver who won at this exact same race course on dirt last week, and that was Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon ran. And ran away with okay. uh, one of the modified races last week, and uh, 
he was very dominant. So might as well. Hopefully he figured something out. And so that's what I'm hoping for. So Austin Dillon is going to be my third pick. So there you have it. Those are our picks for Bristol on dirt. And we'll see how those pan out. Well, if it's anything like uh, Atlanta was with me, if you pick the same driver as I did. In fact, if I recall, both me and Big Tay picked the same two drivers. And the only difference was that third driver. Was the third pick. And that third pick won. And I believe I even made reference to that third pick, how it was crazy how often that third pick won. (laughs) And what do you know? So make sure to get your picks in on time like a... We've talked about before, and like you'll see on our social media pages, uh, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, America time. America. <laughs> that is when the picks are due. Um, you can post them on the thread that will be started generally on Thursdays, sometimes Fridays. But uh, make sure you get them in, and that's the easiest way to get points, get on the leaderboard, and possibly win some free merch and some cool memorabilia. That's right. More to come on that uh, later in the season. So, but hey, can't win if you don't play. Exactly. Exactly. And you don't need to, the beauty of it is, you don't need to know much about NASCAR or racing in general. You just got to look at uh, at some of the, the odds or just do. And listen to our and, podcast. 100%. You have to listen to our podcast. You have to rate our podcast. I mean, those are just requirements. But that's right. the fun part is, is. It engages us with the fans, and uh, and I, I that's one thing I've been really enjoying so far about doing this podcast is is doing this little contest that we're running, even though I'm not winning yet. <laughs> but speaking of which, well, something I am how, yeah, winning how we, at. How about we talk about something that you are winning at? And that will go right into the betting with burn segment. And let me tell you what. I had a banger of a week last week. Somebody's on a heater. That's right. Don't let your boy get hot because I was, I'm hot. I'm sorry. I'm hot. I had money on Ryan Blaney across the board and he won me a lot of money last week. It was a thing of beauty. So, something that happened is, as I've stated previously, use FanDuel. They changed up how they do their NASCAR betting on FanDuel to where they don't have the outright race winner. What they do is have podium finishes, and they give lesser odds in a podium finishes for a second or third for those uninitiated. Well, that's great and all, but for actually winning some serious money, you're not going to do it by betting podium finishes. So I opened up another account at a different site, uh, the Barstool Sportsbook, which just opened in Illinois, and I started betting, and I've been very impressed with it so far. It's fun. You can live, actually live bet the races while it's going on, which is pretty neat. I was able to right? able mm-hmm. to win some money on that Martin Truex Jr. win, and uh, I was able to win a lot of money on that Ryan Blaney win. But looking ahead to this race, I have no strategy in <laughs> this Bristol race with it being on dirt first time 50 years so just to go over the odds and these odds are from the Barstool Sportsbook Kyle Larson is your favorite at plus 240 followed by a name that I was surprised by and that's Christopher Bell at plus 550 wow really yeah oh, and okay Chase Briscoe at plus 900 Austin Dillon is also plus 900 and those are names like 
like we said earlier, that you just don't expect to see there, the Christopher Bell and the Chase Briscoe, and even Austin Dillon up towards being a favorite for the race. Uh, Then at plus 1,600, you have Kyle Busch and Ryan Blaney. At plus 2,000, you have Tyler Reddick and Bubba Wallace. Denny Hamlin comes in next at plus 2,500, followed by Kevin Harvick at plus 2,800, followed by your favorite driver of all time, Joey Logano, at plus 3,000. And now we're going to get into some of the guys who we've very rarely talked about on this show, but with it being on dirt, you, you just, like I said earlier, you throw something at the who, wall and see what sticks. Gonna happen. Ryan Newman at plus 5,000. William Byron at plus 6,600, and Daniel Suarez at plus 10,000. And like Kevin Malone from The Office once said, if someone's giving you 10,000 to one odds, you take them no matter what. And <laughs> still waiting on John Mellencamp to uh, win an Oscar. So I'm throwing money on Daniel Suarez at plus 10,000. I'm throwing money on William Byron at plus 6,600. I'm throwing money on Ryan Newman at plus 5,000. I'm also throwing money on Joey Logano at plus 3,000, Kevin Harvick at plus 2,800, and Denny Hamlin at plus 2,500, and Kyle Busch and Ryan Blaney at plus 1,600. But wait, I'm not done. I'm throwing money on Kyle Larson, the favorite. (laughs) So, yes, I know I'm putting a lot of money on the line for this race, being completely unknown. But hopefully, I'm hope. I just hope who, who one needs, of the long shots. Who needs win. a stimulus check when you? Who needs a stimulus check when you got betting with Burns? That's here? right, exactly. <laughs> hopefully, one of those long shots win, and that betting with Burns segment is going to be looking real good then. Uh, Big Tay, you throwing? That's, that's, you throwing any money on this? You race? know, after after you're spitting those odds, I might I might put a buck or two on my amigo there, Daniel Suarez too. I mean, shoot. <laughs> and and you know, uh, the big names, yeah. the big names. Your Denny Hamlin, your Kevin Harvick. Those are some fantastic betting odds for those guys. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's why it. I mean, it 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 makes it hard not to put money on them. Which I guess, if you're a sports well, book, that's kind of what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's true. But uh, with the. Uh, with your advice there, uh, Burn, I think I might, yeah, I might uh, take your advice and spread a spread a little, spread it out a little bit amongst the field. We'll see. Uh, like you said, is you never know. I mean, it's it's this is a real true crapshoot being on dirt. So well, we'll see. Now I believe it is time for America's favorite segment, and that is Big Tay's crazy NASCAR fact. What you got for us this week there, Big Tay? All right. All right. Well, today's crazy NASCAR fact has to do with Bristol that we've been talking about. Now, we know that Bristol has always been infamous for racing action, but what you might not have known is Bristol Motor Speedway has also played host to a couple football games. And I'm talking American football. In 1961, the track hosted a NFL preseason game, but more recently... In 2016, Bristol Motor Speedway played host to a college football game between Virginia Tech and Tennessee. And what's significant about this is that the crowd in attendance was also set the record for the highest attendance of a single 
college football game played there. Now, the attendance of that crowd ended up being 156,990. That's a lot of people. That's a heck of a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) And this broke the previous record held at Michigan by more than 40,000. So well, in typical, just let that kind of sink in. Typical in uh, University of Michigan fashion, they get blown out. <laughs> that they did forty thousand people, people, people is one hundred and fifty. That's an, that's an, that's another stadium. That is a you said it, you nailed it there, Big Tay. That is a crazy NASCAR fact. So yep, that's my NASCAR fact. Obviously, in different times, uh, if there wasn't a pandemic going on, we'd see this many people at that crowd at that track. But sadly, we won't. But, uh, you know, hey, things are hopefully on the upswing here uh, in general with uh, vaccines and things sort of returning to normal. So hopefully one day we'll uh, get back to seeing those kinds of numbers at, at Bristol. But that's your crazy NASCAR fact. Well, with that, we want to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode episode number five it's amazing that we're already five episodes into this heck yeah we uh want to say please make sure to rate and review subscribe unsubscribe subscribe unsubscribe all that good stuff we'll be compiling some of the five star reviews here shortly and reading those and shouting them out on the actual podcast so if you want to hear your name on the podcast make sure to give us a a little review there and a five star review and uh keep those keep those five star reviews coming that's exactly right so great to see that we've gotten some so far so that's right and uh easiest way like we've stated several times is to to get a hold of us is through our social medias again that's uh talking at talking nascar on instagram at nascar talking on twitter and at nascar talking on facebook so yeah uh reach out to us on uh our socials look forward to hearing from you be on the lookout for our next episode coming at you after the easter holiday won't be a race on that weekend but uh look for us after that so until then uh Enjoy the Easter holiday with your families, and uh, look to hope to hope to have you join us again uh, the next episode. And enjoy the races, everyone. Peace.